Welcome, welcome back to the library for another story time with I, your humble host, Silas Lancaster. (laughs) Please come in and take a seat. I shall just be a moment while I lock the door. Nothing to worry about, it's just that there have been some strange noises coming from outside the last few nights. Some animal, probably. Still, better safe than sorry, as Mother so often said before she finally was sorry. After that, she didn't say much of anything, of course. But where are my manners? I am remiss in my hostly duties. You are my guest, and you can certainly leave at any time, should you so wish. But then, of course... You wouldn't hear tonight's story, which concerns duty of care in, albeit, much less congenial surroundings than these. The Cellmate by Adam DeWeese My dearest Taylor, I hate that we're apart right now, and for such a stupid reason. I know you believe me, but I have to say it again anyway, I didn't do it. I did not murder anyone. Hell, I don't even kill flies, you know that. You've watched me scoop them up on a paper towel or in a cup and let them go outside. No, I could never kill a person. At least my lawyer believes me. She said it was the easiest case she's taken in her career. That's saying something. She's got to be in her mid to late 60s. Still, until the trial is done, I'm stuck here. Jail. Taylor... This is a terrible place. This is you, 60B. Looks like it's your lucky day, Aaron. You've got the cell all to yourself. No one to fight over the top bunk with. I didn't exactly feel lucky. Being locked up for a crime you didn't commit isn't something I would say that is lucky. Still, I hoped that this time would pass quickly, and within a few months, all of this would be behind us like a bad memory. Hell, maybe it'll be a story we can tell our friends one day, something we can all laugh about. Yeah, that'll probably be a few years with this place in the rear view before I can laugh about it. The first day in jail was as good as I could have asked for, I suppose. After setting my stuff down in my cell, I was escorted straight to the cafeteria. Lunch had already started, so I had to hurry and eat before they cleared the room. After that, I just stayed in my cell all day reading Frankenstein. The library didn't have much of a selection, but it was still better than nothing. Considering the circumstances, it wasn't a terrible day. That is, until it was time for lights out. I was laying on my bed, face up, with my eyes shut, trying to sleep, when I heard it for the first time. A low hiss started to come from a darkened corner of the cell. At first I thought there was a snake in my cell with me, and I sat up, suddenly alert. Then the longer I stared at that corner and listened to the hiss, the more obvious that it wasn't a snake. It sounded more like a person trying to imitate a snake's hiss. After no more than ten seconds, the hissing stopped. I didn't take my eyes off the black corner, trying all the while to come up with some kind of explanation for the noise. Maybe it was the plumbing. 
I slowly lowered my feet to the ground and crept closer to the corner. But when I took a few steps and could see it more clearly, there was nothing obvious. No noises from the toilet. No man crouched in the corner making hissing noises. Nothing. I went back and laid down on the bed, face up with my eyes open this time, staring at the top bunk. And that same hissing sound was back, but this time it was under my bed. I froze. I couldn't bring myself to lean over the side of the bed and look underneath. This time the noise kept going. The pitch kept changing. It was becoming distorted. If I had had any chance of getting sleep that night, it was all out the window after that hissing stopped. I heard five words that made me feel as though I was dropped in ice water. I know you hear me. I lay there the rest of the night too, scared to move or shift in the bed. After I heard the voice, the hissing stopped. It didn't say anything else, but I didn't dare move or look under the bed. In the morning, I bolted out of the room as soon as the cell opened. I tried to look under the bed from the safety of the main living area, but I didn't see anything but shadows under the bed. There's our newest guest. <laughs> How'd you sleep last night, Aaron? Look, I need to move to a new cell. I think there's, like, I'm not sure, a snake or something in mine. I didn't get any sleep last night. Sure thing, Aaron. We'll just get you a new suite lined up. <laughs> Come on, Aaron. This isn't a Holiday Inn. You don't get to just switch rooms. This is where you're going to be until your trial is over. Like I said before, you're lucky you don't even have a cellmate. You know, people here would kill to have an empty room like you. And just give them the room and I'll bunk up with someone. Anyone. Just not in here. No. This is a prison. You don't get to just go around making demands and switching rooms. This isn't a damned slumber party. And just like that, I was alone, watching him walk down the corridor. I stayed out of my cell that day. I had my meals in the cafeteria and read my book in the living area, watching the clock the whole time, counting down the hours until lights out. Before they turned the lights out, I took the time to check every area of my cell. I flipped both mattresses, looked under the bed, checked behind the toilet. There was nothing. I decided to lay on the top bunk that night. I'm not entirely sure why, maybe to add some distance between me and whatever I heard under the bed. It didn't make a lot of sense, but still, I felt safer up top. Lights out came, and all was quiet. I finally started to relax and tell myself I must have been imagining the noises the night before when it started up again. The sound came from the corner, the same place I heard it the first time. I stared into the corner. As I watched, I swear I saw a shadow slowly emerge from the blackness, expanding and shrinking as it moved. It was vaguely human-shaped, but the proportions were all wrong. The arms dragged to the floor, the torso much too long. Its head was elongated and nearly three feet long. 
as it moved, it was like watching a movie in low resolution. It almost seemed pixelated. I know you see me. I sat straight up in the bunk and started to scramble backwards away from the shadow. The top bunk may not have been the best idea. I fell off the ledge and hit my head on the concrete floor after falling off the bunk. Aaron. Hey, you all right in there? I came to with a flashlight in my eyes, crumpled in a heap in the corner where I had fallen. You're bleeding. What the hell did you do? Fall off the bed? Uh, We better get you to the nurse. Come on, up on your feet. He dragged me to my feet and I wobbled heavily, still unsure of exactly what had happened. He escorted me to the medical wing while my head was still spinning. Hey, Nancy, got a head wound for you. Just sit him down on the exam table. I'll be right there. The guard left, leaving me sitting in the middle of what looked like a high school nurse's office. My eyes struggled to focus on the woman in scrubs as she approached. All right, so you hit your head, huh? How hard? What did you hit it on? Where did it hit? How many fingers am I holding up? The questions came fast and didn't stop. I stared at her hand, trying to count her fingers or come up with any sort of answer, but I couldn't stop thinking about what I'd seen before I fell. It... it was a shadow. (laughs) You're the lucky one from 60B. Wait, you believe me? You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, it's easy to ignore the first few people who come in here with injuries, all raving about a shadow man in their cell... Around the fourth, you start to notice a pattern. You're number six. Listen, I can't go back in that room. You've got to help me. Is there something you can do? Recommend me for another wing or something? And say what? That you can't go back to your cell because there's a shadow monster living in there? That it only comes out at night and tries to scare people to death? I'd be asked to resign for mental health reasons before I finished my sentence. I filled out my reports... I've suggested that maybe there's a gas leak in that cell, maybe some weird mold or something that's making people hallucinate or something, but there's nothing else I can do for you other than make sure your head is all right. I've never seen this shadow that people keep saying is in that cell, but anyone who has ever talked about the shadow hasn't lasted very long in there. We've had three suicides in that room. One unexplained strangulation and two deaths from natural causes. Always within a day or so of coming in. (sighs) Here, take these. She gave me some pretty good painkillers. Probably stronger than she was really supposed to give me. Guard came back for me and then I was back in my cell. The next day... Today was a blur. I've been writing to you, trying to keep my mind off of the thing in my cell and the stuff the nurse told me. You're brilliant, Taylor. If you were here, I know you'd figure out a way to keep me out of there tonight. I keep trying to think of something, but the concussion and the drugs surely aren't helping. The guards just called for lights out. I miss you, Taylor. I don't think I'll get any sleep tonight. Shh. There's no one here. 
That was an interesting tale that taught many lessons. I wonder if you've been sharp enough to learn them all. I shall not be some cheap pedagogue and recite them all here for you. You're here for entertainment, not edification. However, I will ask whether you learned the most important lesson. Tonight we found that a lock is no guarantee of safety, especially when one is, in fact, locked in with something dangerous, cunning, and hungry. But I have been your host, not your jailer. The key you can see is in the lock, and you may see yourself out. I shall be here when you return. In the shadows... Good night. Storytime with Silas is a part of the Majestic Goose Network. If you want to help support the network, you can head over to patreon.com slash Majestic Goose or by checking out all the other shows on the network, following us on all social media, including on Twitch, or joining our Discord at bit.ly slash halfway to Discord. All of these links are in the show notes below. Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. Honk.